Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Dr. Phil Two, and I'm here with my good friend, my brother, Dr. Myron Edmonds. And we are going to talk to you for a minute. We're going to talk to you for a minute about uh, his event coming up, Five Ways Men Can Win. And we're also going to talk about his book. And we're also going to talk about unresolved male relationships. Here we go. The Anchored Voice, Helping Men to Anchor Life. Welcome to the Anchored Voice. This is a podcast helping men to anchor life. I'm your host, Dr. Phil Tu. Welcome to the program. All right, we're back. Listen, this episode of the Anchored Voice is sponsored by MyronEdmonds.com. Men's Conference, Five Ways Men Can Win. You don't want to miss this event on July 26th. All right, we've got Freddie Russell. We've got Jason Arup. We've got Eric Thomas. We've got Ronnie Vanderhorst. We've got Nathaniel Drew. You don't want to miss this event. I got the flyer right here. Uh, and this event is going to be a very powerful one. So once again, welcome to the program. This is Dr. Myron Edmonds. Uh, Dr. Edmonds, can you just tell us a little bit about what you're doing, what passion you have for men, what is leading you to do this conference? Yes, sir. First, man, it's a, it's a privilege to be here with you, man, on this platform, man. This is an awesome thing you're doing. I talked to Gamal. Gamal was like, McGuire. I was like, who's McGuire? And he's like, there's a guy named Phil Wesley. I was like, come on. Shut up, man. I was like, that's my boy. What are you talking about, man? <laughs> So uh, I don't know how Gamal didn't know that we knew each other, but anyway, we slapped him in the face. But um, yeah, man, so man, I went live a few times, um, well, five times last week. I just had this passion to do something about black men. Uh, and because of all the stuff that was going on with Black Lives Matter, and, you, know, you know, in this country, black men, in my opinion, I don't know how the ladies are going to feel about this, but I feel like black men have been especially brutalized from slavery. And we have been treated as less than. And so, man, I just felt a need to pour into brothers. And so I did that for five days straight. It was sort of impromptu. And so, man, it was entitled Five Ways That Men Can Win and the Things That Matter. And so, you know, you and I both, we got a lot of friends with the school with. They're very successful. Uh, you know, they have degrees. You know what I'm saying? They got the car. They got the house. You know what I'm saying? They're making the money. But a lot of them, man, are just unfulfilled. Uh, in spiritual matters, man, struggling sexually uh, with temptation, struggling with their marriages, struggling with their children, you know what I'm saying, and especially mental health-wise, dealing with unresolved issues, which I know we're going to talk about. So, but I just felt a need, man, to just lean into that space. And, man, and the response was so good, man, that and people were like, yo, we need to do a conference. So this was, uh, that was not even planned. So, man, as a result of that, man, it went so well. I got with my boy Kimon Hines, man, and we just literally put this thing together. And I reached out to some friends of mine, Eric Thomas and others, say, hey, listen, would you be willing to pour in Ronnie Van der Horst? And they were like, man, we're, we're down. So, man, it just like that, man, it happened that quickly, man. And at, at, at last time I checked today, man, we have 500 men that have registered so far. So, man, it seems like God is trying to do something. 
And man, I'm just I just jumped in the stream and I'm following. Man, that's powerful. That's powerful. Uh, what I'm realizing is that at this time, men need. Uh, we don't like to say we need. We don't like to say we're weak. And, you know, those are trigger words for us, you know. So, you know, I'm very careful of what I post and how I post to men. Uh, because, you know, we don't like hearing certain words. And, um, and asking for help is probably the last thing we want to do. But, you know, at the end of the day, we're, we're in need of that help. Um, in fact, one of your guests, uh, Freddie Russell, he was on this program. And we talked about healthy male-to-male -male relationships because it's very important that we have it. It's very important that we have, um, you know, a, a dialogue and accountability with men around us. And you're talking about temptations, you're talking about things that we get into. Um, it's important that we have that. And, um, you know, it's important for this conference to happen and more conferences to happen. I mean, I'm, I'm sure this will not be the last, but, you know, it's definitely important for men to understand uh, their need for um for help and for understanding and to you know understand we don't have it all together we're just trying to get it together right. so you know that, that's the main thing um yeah I, think, yeah I wanted to say man one of the things i think that um the, the message that we're trying to convey is that vulnerability man is the new strength you know uh admitting weakness is one of the strongest things that you can do uh, it's the most, one of the most courageous things that you can do. And a lot of brothers, you know, we're shaped socially. Society says that you have to be strong, you have to be tough, you have to be in the sports, you have to, you know, you have to have a lot of women, you have to have money, you have to, you know, all of these things society tells us we have to have. But all it does is reinforce this notion that men don't have problems, that men just tough it out, that men, um, you know, are, are stronger than their circumstance. And the truth is, a lot of men, just like women, a lot of men have been molested, a lot of men. Uh, I have have mama and daddy issues. A lot of men are hurting. A lot of men are depressed. A lot of men uh, have marriage issues and, and and depression and so forth. And so, man, we just try. And, but, but the truth is, I saw I saw a post the other day, uh, Phil. It said that uh, it said women get help. It said men die. Like, you know, we you know sisters they got their little groups. You know, they hang out, they talk, they chat. But brothers are taught, man, yo, don't get help. You know. And we see this, man. Men, men die, especially black men. They have, we have the lowest life expectancy on the planet. And, and research is starting to show now that a lot of it is connected with uh, childhood trauma. And that it, that can take at least 20 years off of our lives. So man, we're just trying to create spaces for men to heal, if you please. That's right. Absolutely. Um, and and healing, is, healing is leading us to this subject here. I uh, want to talk to you about unresolved unresolved. We're going to get back to the event coming up because I want to inform people about it some more. But I want to talk about unresolved male relationships. And, and it seems to plague so many males that we have not resolved some relationships. Now, Grant, it could be within the family. It's mostly father, son, mm -hmm. sometimes son, mother. Uh, most of the time it's with the father. Um, mm -hmm. And sometimes, you know, our relationships with our fathers sometimes is great, sometimes it's not so great. Um, and, you know, we have to find a way as grown men to resolve whatever what happened in our childhood, whatever happened before 
and I find that there's a lot of men that are older but still bitter at what happened before. Mm. Now, I'm not talking about domestic abuse. I'm not talking about you were abused by some. That's a whole different situation. I'm just talking about, you know, your parents went through a divorce. I'm talking about, you know, things didn't work out with, uh, you know, your father's job or, you know, things that you thought should happen did not happen. And now you're this grown man still trying to resolve issues. Now you're getting married. You're raising a family and you're realizing you're doing the same thing. You're approaching the relationship the same way. Only because you have not resolved the relationship that you had in the past. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, absolutely. Uh, you know, that's probably exactly my story. My story is my mom and dad got divorced. It was an ugly divorce. Um, and as a result of that, it impacted my relationship with both my parents. Um, and so, man, we had to have really, and honestly, all this happened while I had started pastoring the new church. And man, I, honestly, man, I, it was a grief process, to be honest. And, and, and on top of that grief process, there were just layers of, of disappointment that I had with my parents. There were conversations that I guess we never had, that we probably should have had, that we finally did have. Um, to be able to resolve it. I remember one in particular where my father and I, I went to go visit him and uh, man, we had. Hold on, you went you went mute for a second. You went mute, you're, you're mute. Am All I right. mute right now? You're back now, you're back. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, no, I was saying I had a conversation with my dad um, subsequent to the divorce. Um, it was the, it was like, the seminal moment, the conversation that I think that moved us towards healing, but it was tough. It was painful, man. It was a lot of crying and, you know, yelling and, and all that kind of stuff, but we worked through it. And I think one of the things I think people are afraid of with resolving these issues is that part. Like you've got to have these conversations. You have to put, make yourself vulnerable. You have to uh, painfully walk backwards in order to walk forward. And I think my father was just as scared as I was to have the conversation, uh, which I discovered afterwards. So, but anyway, in the end, it worked. It worked. It worked out for our good. It was. It was necessary. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Uh, it was not. It was not easy, but it was necessary. And I. And I just want to encourage brothers. I think we do more harm to ourselves by not having these conversations. And some people, I'll be honest, some people can't have the conversation. Uh, their parents, have, or or whoever it is, you know, I have to tell people all the time, forgiveness. You know, it only takes one person, but reconciliation takes two. You can't force somebody to fix something. And so that's where I then encourage brothers, man, you, you, man, you go find you a counselor, man, or a therapist. I mean, we should, in 2020, we still should not be telling, uh, trying to persuade people that this is a good idea. You know what I'm saying? This is necessary in order to clear your mind, in order to, you know, deal with some of the stuff that's unresolvable with other people. You have to resolve it within yourself. A lot of times we don't have the tools to do that. So we bring alongside professionals to help us do that. Yeah, because it's hard to have a healthy relationship with anybody if you haven't resolved the issues in your past. Right. Exactly. You know, if you haven't, you know, I, I've been divorced and I've had to go to counseling just to get my mind right, you know, right. just to reset and resolve what my accountability is, what my issues are, so that yeah. when I move into the next relationship, I'm in my other marriage now and and now I'm healthier and I can see things a lot better because yeah. I got the help that I needed. Absolutely. And a lot of people are not willing to go get the help that they need. So they bring this into the next relationship 
and it affects the kids, it affects the marriage, it affects everything. So whether you have been divorced, whether your parents have been divorced, and I'm talking to men because I, I know, you know, specifically there's a lot of men still holding grudges against their parents, not understanding why they got divorced. And then you're going through your trial, you're not understanding where this is coming from. You're not understanding where your gripe is coming from. You're not understanding where your pain and your, 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 your anguish is coming from. But until you go back, you cannot go forward. And right. you have to have these uncomfortable conversations. Um, you know, I, I've just learned to um, be there with my dad as much as I could, you know, and share these moments. And it wasn't really too much I needed to resolve. I understood him. He understood me. I didn't really need to have that deep conversation, except that I'm there. He just needs yeah. to be there. He's been there. I've been there. We make sure we're there for each other. And um, But I just wanted to speak to men out there to say, hey, listen, whatever you have not resolved uh, in your past, it's time to do that. Whoever you have not resolved your issues with, it's time to do that. You will not see true success in any relationship until you do that. And I'm hoping that friends will see that in other friends. I'm hoping mm -hmm. that friends will hold their friend accountable because you need that team of friends around you to be like, man, listen, there's something you haven't resolved yet. There, there's somebody you need to talk to. I mean, you can talk to me, but there might be somebody more professional you need to resolve this with because this is deep and it's rooted. Mm -hmm. And uh, you, you cannot heal until you've gotten to the root of the issue. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's uh, very profound of you to say that, and especially as you so transparently express your experience with your own father. And that's another good point you made. I think sometimes everything is not fixable, but we have to get to a place of acceptance, you know, where we accept people for who they are broken. You know, if I'm broken, we often will blame our parents for our brokenness. Well, then that they must have had some parents too, and they must have, their parents must have been broken and so forth. And so all of us are in this cycle. So I think it's important for us to extend grace to each other, to the generations. You know, they did the best they could with the tools that they had. And I know for a lot of people, it's hard to receive because they have been abused, they have been neglected, or their parents did prioritize money, wealth, success, career, uh, or even another relationship over them. Um, but I, I found, especially now, you know, like you. As our parents are aging, and right now, man, I, I just, man, it's just about trying to, it's just about trying to enjoy each day as if it were my last. You know what I'm saying? Now, that's not, I'm not encouraging avoidance. What I'm saying is, is you can only do what you are allowed to do. It's, and in some situations, you know, it's not always having the talk or the conversation, but some situations it's just acceptance, man. We just accept the people for who they yeah. are. We love that's them, right. you know, and, and apply grace to them the same way the Lord did for us. Yeah, I, I think what hurts um, men most is when they haven't resolved the issue, but they've seen their mother resolve the issue. Like, how do you as a mother or as a wife, he did so much wrong to you. Why are you there taking care of him in a sickbed? Mm -hmm. Why are you there, you know, hovering over him? And they don't understand the dynamics of the wife and the husband and but they because they're left behind in in the bitterness they're left yeah. behind in the hurt and they can't understand why somebody else has resolved it for themselves mm -hmm. and, and now is moving forward 
Wow, that, that's powerful, man. That's powerful. It's the that's the old, you know, you you forgave them so quickly. How could you allow they? And matter of fact, we would even we feel even worse because in many times in the marriage family relationship, the wife or the spouse is the one that has taken the brunt of the abuse or the bad behavior. Yeah. And uh, you don't even get why they would do that. And it, it's almost re-traumatized. They call it secondary trauma. You're traumatized yeah. by watching somebody else's experience. But again, to me, man, the solution, I'm not trying to spiritualize this. I just think the solution to, all, to a lot of this stuff, man, is, is extending the grace that God has extended to us, man. Now, again, somebody needs to have those conversations. Somebody needs to process. You process. I process. I had to sit before therapists and process, man, because this is not... We're not built, we're not built, God did not create us to have these experiences in our family. We gotta work through this stuff, man, and it, it requires work. And I guess the main reason why I wanna work through my stuff is I don't wanna pass this stuff down to my kids, man. I want them to have as clean of a slate as they possibly can, where I'm not re-traumatizing them from what happened to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and, and, and that is critical. You've got to think forward as well. Not only do you have to go backward, you have to think forward because mm -hmm. how are you helping your future, your future right. child deal with his issues and deal with her issues um, as they move forward in life because you have not dealt with your issues. You know, and, and it's a critical, I'm just seeing it so much. It's not something I'm making up, I'm seeing it. And then what happens with a man, a grown man, he now gets to his deathbed. He's now thinking of heaven. Now he's like, man, I wish I had resolved that issue with my dad. Mm. In fact, some men on there, and, and I know one and I won't name, but I know one in particular, he said on his deathbed, I wish my father would here. All the issues they had, all the issues he had back and forth. And the reason they had the issues is because they had the same personality. Yeah. They, they were button heads because they were the same type of person. Because yeah, his, yeah. his brother got along well with that, but he was a different personality. A different, different person, wow. That's so they, they butted heads all the way through life. But when he gets to his deathbed, he's like, I wish I had my father. Mm. Unresolved wow. male issues. And what I'm saying to men today, don't get to the point where you end up not extending the grace and you're ending up on your deathbed because guess what the child your son then has similar issues with you because you haven't resolved the issues with your father now your son has straight issues with you you got divorced from your wife you done messed up life you didn't know how to resolve that with your son now your son is angry now you're dead and your son is left in his bitterness Wow. Now the son has to now learn how to get over bitterness towards his father. And he mm -hmm. will come to this point where he realizes, ah, man, I wish my father was still here. But that's after he's gone. And this is re right. realistic. I'm talking about a real story. I'm talking about real people. Because that's that right. son will then say, I wish I still had my dad. I wish mm -hmm. I still had more time. Mm -hmm. I wish I still had more time to resolve this. So what I'm saying to men today, whoever you have to resolve your issues with, right. do it today. Extend the grace. I love it. I love that. Extend the, oh man, that's, that's an article right there. Extend the grace that God has given to you. 
and I'll give you, let's spiritualize it, because if you look at Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, they all thought they would do fatherhood better. They all did. They That's right. all thought they were going to do it better than their father. And they all ended up making the same mistake or worse. Wow. Wow. You look at the pattern of Abraham, you know his mistakes he made. Lied about his wife, uh, about being his sister. Um, had, had continuous issues with trust and faith and, right. and trust in God. Yet, he's the father of faith. Yeah. But guess what? It extended down to his son. Now, his son has to struggle through life and trying to figure things out. Finally, um, even to the point that Isaac was so stubborn, even knowing God's will for Jacob, he was willing to withhold the blessing yeah, he that he knew was to be extended to Jacob. That's right. Now, right. he ended up getting scammed, but in his mind, he was being stubborn too. And he was being worse off than his father Abraham. Wow. Wow. Then, then this passes down to Jacob. Now, Jacob's got 12 problems, plus one. Twelve. And he's scheming his dad. He's scheming his brother. Then he gets an uncle that's more scheming than him. Than him. <laughs> and now he has to work extra hard for what he wants. And let me tell you, when we think of Jacob's ladder, we hear the song Jacob's Ladder. The story wasn't about Jacob's ladder. It was about the grace of God extended to Jacob after Jacob had utterly fell. After, after Jacob had utterly messed up. And yeah. God sends a ladder as a connector to yeah. say, I still yeah. got you. I got a purpose for you. I still have a future yeah. for you. Yeah. And I got something greater than you'll ever know. And by the time Jacob gets to the angel and he's struggling with God and he's wrestling, he's realizing that all the past mistakes, all the foolishness he went through, this time he's not letting go of his grace. This time he's not letting go until God messes him. And that's where we resolve the issue. We struggle with God. We wrestle. And yes, Jacob left with a limp. He left with scars. But that's how we have to walk with God. We got to walk with our scars we got to walk through resolving these issues because we're going to have scars. And the reason why this is called the anchored voice is because what an anchor does to a boat, uh, no matter how the weather is going, no matter how rough the, the, the tides are, the boat stays in one place because it's anchored. Yes, yes. And we are the anchored voice because we want to anchor men through the storms of their life. Yeah, we'll keep yeah. you anchored, even though you have chaos around you, even though somebody messed up around you. And, and yes, we'll get to a, a podcast where we can talk about the abused man, because that's another story. That's another thing to resolve, the abused man. Right. Um, we don't want to talk about our abuse. We don't even want to imagine that we could be abused. That's right. That's right. Um, that's right. You know, so, you know, again, uh, you know, we'll, we'll kind of... Uh, flow off of this one, but men resolve your issues. In the Bible, you can find many examples of sons who thought they could do it better than their fathers. And those sons messed up just as good as the other. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. <laughs> That's good, man. That's good, man. And bro, you just broke down salvation history because people don't realize, man, you know, that family right there, man, is, is the family that lays the foundation 
for the gospel, man. I mean, the 12 gates in heaven will be named after all those characters, man. That's right. Yeah. And four different mothers. Four, four different mothers. <laughs> we, we ain't talk about that. Talk about broken family? Yes, sir. Four different mothers. One, she was beautiful, but he kind of didn't like that side eye that she gave him all the time. I mean, you know, you want to talk about broken family, strife yeah. in the family? We're talking about the children of Israel right Absolutely. there, right in front of you. And if God can restore them, if God can heal them, if God can put, and guess what? You know, the sons had the same issues. The, the firstborn had, had issues that he had lost his inheritance. Uh, everything went down to Judah. I don't know what Judah did so good that he got the blessing, that he gets the Messiah because he's the one that slept with the prostitute. So I, I don't even get that grace that is extended right. to Judah. Right, right. But you want to talk about broken family? The children of Israel, the ones that are going to have their name written on the gates of heaven would not even be written on the books of the church. Yes, sir. These names yes, will be picked out. I don't think we should associate with uh, men of that character and men of that history and men of that, uh, uh, you know, of their flaws. You know, how, how, could, how could you put Judah's name? How could you say the Lion of Judah? How could you... Put his name. I mean, I mean, the list can go on. The list can go on. Bro. You thought you thought at least Joseph would be the line of Joseph. Joseph right. seemed to be the most faithful one, but yeah, he had a right, struggle right. with his brothers too. I mean, if we were to do a podcast this on Joseph alone, we know that Joseph had struggles with his brothers. He had struggles with forgiveness. He struggled he to forgive his brothers. He wasn't That's trying right. to forgive them. That's right. That's right. He was right. not trying to forgive them. So, but he had to resolve issues with his father. He had to resolve issues with God, and he had to resolve issues with his brother. That's Joseph right there. He had to resolve it because how how could you think, man? Why couldn't my father look for me? Right, right. Why couldn't my father struggle to find me? Why why does my father believe I was dead? You know what I mean? Because he doesn't know the whole story. There's like forty years going by. He's still, I'm sure he's still angry at his father. Loves him, but he's got some bitter issues. Got some issues. He's got some issues. So we, <laughs> we, we got issues, man. Men, we have issues. And if you think you're the only one, you're not the only one. Not the only you're one. Not the only one. So tell me, man, um, five ways men can win. Give me, give me something that we can go with as we close out. I want to know how we can win. Obviously, you're not going to say it all here, but get, give us something we can look forward to uh, in this event. Yeah, sure, man. The focus of the event, man, is just really on five priority areas in our lives. You know, this is not an event where we're going to tell people how to get rich, how to take their career to the next level. There, there's enough stuff out there for you to do that. We want you to win. Number one, in your relationship with God, we want you to win and in your marriage. We want you to win as fathers. We want you to win in temptation, sexual temptation in particular. And we want you to win in your mental health. We feel like if men can win in these areas, then it will bleed over in all the other areas of their lives. And so that's, that's the goal. The goal is to get us to win in the stuff that matters the most. And at the end of the day, when the Lord comes back, He's not going to ask us, man, what our 
financial portfolio look like? You know what I'm saying? He's not going to ask us, you know what I'm saying, how many how many companies we led, how many properties we own. Man, he wants to know, man, about our families, man. He wants to know what we did with talents and gifts that he's given us, our relationship with him. And so really, this is a, this is a conference about priority. If there's any men like me that seem to be very inconsistent in all of those areas, then this is for you. You know, if you got it figured out in those areas, then, you know, this ain't for you. But Come on. I am, man, I'm more consistent, man, in professional areas than I am in some of these personal areas. And this is the stuff that is most important. So, yeah, they could just go to my website, myronemmons.com, and uh, the link is right there for them to register. We've already got about 500 brothers that have registered. So they want to move quickly. We're going to cut off registration uh, next Tuesday. Um, and so, man, uh, get a spot and bring another brother with me. That's what's up. 500 already. Myron, you are anointed definitely for this. And I believe God is going to bless this. Um, tell us who you have on it. Uh, I know we have the flyer, but speak to the speakers that we have on it. Sure, man. Um, man, I, I, we we got some of the most anointed people in, in their areas, man. Freddie Russell, you've had him on your show. Uh, Freddie is the principal and founder of, of True North uh, Leadership, Leadership Group. Group. But, mm -hmm. but God has just anointed this guy, particularly, man, with inspiring and motivating people to take their relationship with God to the next level. Look, man, before I met Freddie, man, I sleep in until 8, 9 o'clock, man. Your boy Freddie, you got me getting up early in the morning, spending time with the Lord. I mean, like, there's nobody I know out there that feel like Freddie in that regard. As it relates to uh, parenting and fathering, Ronnie Vanderhorst, if you've not heard him, this guy, I mean, he's good at a lot of stuff, but the Lord has given him a unique anointing to speak to fathers and how they father their children. We got Pastor Nathaniel Drew, who's also a mental health therapist. He's going to be uh, talking to us about uh, mental health. And, and so breaking down some of the stigmas, we also have Jason O'Rourke. Uh, Jason O'Rourke wrote a book and called Sexuology. He's got a powerful story of sexual addiction, sexual trauma. And uh, he's also written that book, but he's going to share his experience with us on how to really get the victory and stay pure in this world, which is hard. Bro. And, and bro, the struggle is real out in these streets, man. It is. <laughs> Especially in the summertime for some of these brothers, man. They, See these black leggings, man? These sundresses, brother. It's, it's insane out there, brother. It's insane. That's why I'm staying in with my Kool-Aid, man. I'm staying in. <laughs> oh, man. And then, of course, we have Eric Thomas. Um, most people know Eric Thomas. If you don't know him, Eric is a is a world-class, first-class uh, motivational speaker. But he has a powerful story about marriage, man. He's going to pour into us about marriage. So, look, we got some of the best out here, man. Uh, this is and it's entirely free. Look, man. I, normally, a conference of this nature, man, would at least you would at least be paying four or five hundred dollars, man. Not even for VIP status, man. Just for general registration. This joint is one hundred percent free, and uh, man, you, you take advantage of it. That's all I can say, man. We Don't need it. We need it, men. We need it. Um, you know, everything is pretty much catered for women, you know, for, for the help at least, you know, bridal shower, guess who gets all the presents and the, the, you know, uh, you know, the, the baby shower and then where's daddy in the end, you know, <laughs> yep, you know, yep. we got to celebrate our man. We've got to also dig deep into the issues that we have. Let me also, um, put out there for everybody. He has another book called The Frustrated Leader. 
All right, so check that out at myronedmonds.com. You can also book Myron to speak, motivational speaking, um, relationships and marriages and family. Uh, you want to make sure that you check him out. And congratulations uh, to your new appointment as chaplain in the Air Force. Is that the Air oh, Force? Yes, that's right. Yeah, man. Yeah. Wow, that's powerful, man. They let old man in there. Yeah, I love it. I love it. In, story in that too, man. <laughs> wow, man. Wow, I man. Got in, uh, some people got in magna cum laude. Others got in summa cum laude. I got in thank you, laude. Thank you, laude. Yes. <laughs> I told my wife that the same way. I said, you, you graduated summa cum laude. I, I came out, thank you, Lord. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> thank you, Lord. I made it. I made, I made it. it. I made it, brother. <laughs> Man, thank you so much for joining. Hey, before we leave, I just want to, um, you know, give honor. I didn't know this brother so much, but, you know, uh, Rodney Allen, you know, rest mm -hmm. in peace. Uh, another man, you know, we've lost in the battle. Uh, do you know what he died from? Was it COVID or... No, no, it wasn't. It was just a, he had a seizure, man, um, and, which is kind of unexplainable because he did not had seizures uh, before. Mm -hmm. But Rodney, man, was a tremendous human being. I mean, I'm sure you saw the outpouring of love on Absolutely. Facebook. One of the most encouraging. I know they say this by everybody, but no, seriously, this guy was had the ministry of encouragement, man. He was a dynamic musician and everything. Of course, we knew that, but just as a person. Yes, man. He was a I'm, I'm just an encourager, inspired a lot of people, man. And he is going to be missed, man. My prayers are with Keith, his brother, his sister Etika, yeah. and of course their mother. Uh, for sure, praying that the Lord will uphold them, man, during this time of pain. For sure, for sure, man. Rest in peace, brother, and 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 all the families, all the men that are dealing with losses right now. You know, our prayers are with you. Um, however, you know, learn how to bounce back. Learn how to get back up. And you have resources here that can help you. This is the Anchored Voice. We are a podcast, Helping Men to Anchor Life. You can find us on uh, YouTube. If you're watching through YouTube, you can go and um, uh, you know subscribe there. Our YouTube channel, that's McGuire ENTV. You can um, also go on Instagram, McGuire ENTV. Also Twitter, McGuire ENT and also Facebook Live. We thank you for joining. Um, check out Dr. Edmonds, myronedmonds.com. This is a ministry of the McGuire Entertainment Group. We are a new sound in the air. We promote Christian content. We promote podcasts. We uh, try to help men as much as we can. We thank you. Thank you, Dr. Edmonds, for joining us. Uh, thank you, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Tell people, man, what you're doing is phenomenal, man. And I'm just praying that the Lord will just open up doors uh, for you that no man can shut, man. Uh, you've been doing this for a while, and I just appreciate the platform uh, that the Lord has given you and how you're addressing these issues. There's not a lot of people out there doing it, man. And so the unique call that God has on your life, man, is needed right now in this hour, especially as they're brutalizing black brothers out in these streets, man. Been doing it. It's just being recorded. But thank That's you, man, very much. I'm humbled to be here. Amen. Appreciate that. All right, everybody, check us out. We'll have this uploaded this weekend on our different platforms on uh, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify. We'll have this uploaded very soon, but you can watch it live right here. Thank you, everybody that has joined in. And this is the Anchor Voice. Help you in. Take the life.
thank you for listening to The Anchored Voice. For the video edition of this, subscribe to our YouTube channel, McGuire ENTV. For audio, listen on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Stitcher. Until next time, stay anchored.